Well, hey, everybody. My name is Mark, and welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast. We have a really fun episode this week because we have three guests. The first two are Megan and Keith as we're diving into wonder and worship in wonder from this past weekend. So a great conversation there. I love their insights and love the perspectives that they bring. And then the second part of the episode is with Tim Wong. And we're talking about our service project for this weekend for Rise Against Hunger as we're trying to pack 285,000 meal kits to help with food insecurity. So great conversations all around. Jess is back as well. So you know it's going to be a fun episode. And again, thank you so much for all of you that are help make this podcast work. We couldn't do it without your continuous generosity. And thank you so much for saying yes to helping change the lives of those that are not only here in the Bay Area, but those that are around the world as well. So now let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Well, welcome everybody to the Menlo Midweek Podcast. My name is Mark. My name is Jessica. And we have two guests with us today. We have Meg. Yes. Ooh, does anybody call you Meg? Yes. People around the table. Uh, awesome. <laughs> and Joshua. Just what do other people. people call you and what do you do here? So my name is Megan and I am the belonging director. So I help support and lead connections and groups at all four campuses. Awesome. And we also have... Keith Riley, everybody. Keith. Hello, everybody. My He's name's back. Keith. I'm back. You might remember me, or you might be wondering, who is this guy? Either way, love you. <laughs> Glad I'm here. I'm the director of adult discipleship at our Menlo Park campus. Yep. So Megan is kind of your boss. Yeah. Yeah. I call her boss all the time. Uh, yeah, that yeah, is true. Yeah, yeah. 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 But that's not new. You always call her boss, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Even she's, before she's, she's kind of boss. everyone's she's boss. boss. She's just a boss. She's a boss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. And thanks for being back, Jess. Hey, you know what? After Still your healthy. long absence. Oof. Oh, man. I'm so, I said absence really weird. Absence. Long hiatus. Yeah. But it's great to have you both back. Thank you. It's great to have you, to have you, you here. It is. It's good to I be feel here. good. I feel yeah. great being here. I feel great. And it's been a long time since you both were on well, as real well. Quick, yes. Phil is out. Correct. Maybe no one recognized <laughs> that. <laughs> we're not Phil. I'm not. Uh, no one here is Phil. We're not Phil. Nobody's here Phil. If you didn't know, he is at the. Eco conference, nice filling in. Yep. It's great. Uh, he's at the, the Eco, our denomination mm-hmm. conference, with our campus pastors and some other staff. I don't know. People might wonder. Yeah. So we're holding wonder. Ah, nice. uh, segue. Go. <laughs> That's my segue. Just you have to fill in the blanks. Okay, back to these guys. Yes. And gal. Um, guys Beautiful and gal. People. Guy and gal. Um, we often ask people to bring gifts if they would like to to decorate our awesome i don't know gift holder mm-hmm. <laughs> bookshelf mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's another word <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. yep behind us uh, for those that are watching on youtube you all understand and i think you guys both brought books yeah no, oh no things. we brought we things gifts. not books no, yes i'll bring a book too sometime Meg, yeah. no you go first no, no you go first you okay go first. oh gosh <laughs> So I brought this super cool bouncy ball. Oh. And it lights up. <gasps> Stop oh. it. And it's a Menlo Kids branded one. So before <gasps> I was in my current seat, I was a Menlo Kids campus director. Yeah. The Menlo Park campus with Keith. Nice. Um, but as we were talking about Wonder in the bumper video mm-hmm. from this last week. Yes. Of just how kids bring a sense of fun and whimsy and access Wonder so easily. There's so yeah. many things that are like, why? How come? How does that work? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah, I didn't want to forget my past, and then I felt like this was a good wonder connect. That's awesome. That's awesome. How I think you go. <laughs> my favorite in that video was, I forget the question, but the kid wanted a Candyland. Yeah, yeah. Next to yeah. House. yeah, yeah. That was so fun. I was like, that's actually a great idea. That'd be so <laughs> How fun. I, never thought of that? I know. <laughs> you have to bang it to light it up in yeah. a certain way. Oh, I think my wow. dog would like that toy. That's incredible. Yeah. I think I would. It belongs like that toy. here. I know. I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. <laughs> but yeah, it's I bring it back fun. every Tuesday mornings. Awesome. Thank you. That's fun. Yeah. Keep. Okay, mine uh, also correlates to wonder, uh, since that's what we're here to talk about. Good job. And uh, as I'll probably talk about later in the podcast, one of the ways that I really wonder a lot and get drawn into worship and wonder and all those things is being in the wonders of nature yeah. and creation, yeah. especially, uh, God bless Yosemite, um, oh, the, holy, the Holy Land. Yeah. So I brought you a little poster of Yosemite uh, National Park. Whoa. Check it out. Check it out there. Yeah. It's also one of my favorite areas in Yosemite, which is Mariposa Grove. Yes. And, and it just, 
there's no maybe no place that makes you realize how small you are when you're standing next to a giant sequoia that's yeah. like three mm-hmm. times as old as you are yep. and yep. you know massive yep. so yep. anyways i brought that there you go thank you that's awesome wonder that's beautiful yosemite if there's <laughs> another Majesty. way you want to feel small yeah and it'd be in awe of god's creation Go whale watching. Oh, whale watching. <laughs> that is how I feel every time I go. I'm like, God created these ginormous creatures. I follow a bunch of accounts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I just think they're so majestic and so big, and you yeah. feel so small, and you yeah. see like the wonder of God in their yes. eyes. I don't know. That's that's just me, but whatever. Interesting cool. fact about whales: the biggest whale has a throat so small it can't swallow a human. So you're safe around whales. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Most not, whales, that, not all of that them. That is not what I learned in Pinocchio <laughs> when I watched it, okay? Those whales can swallow a whole boat, so. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. That's so funny. Uh, oh, my gosh. Great. Um, and, yes, we are diving back into Wonder this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. We are, um, as you're listening to this, we have one more week of Wonder before mm-hmm. we kick off our Lenten journey together, which just sounds crazy to say because mm-hmm. I feel like it was <laughs> yeah. just Christmas. Wow. It yeah. was. Yeah. Um, but yes, we talked about wonder in worship this past weekend mm-hmm. and how uh, worship is our weapon against a worrying world at war. Lots Oof, of W's there, Phil. Nice job. job, buddy. Um, but what I, what I liked most about this is that worship kind of meets everyone where they're at. It's like mm-hmm. a posture thing and mm-hmm. a heart thing. And we talked about how worshiping God isn't necessarily it can be for what he has done but Mm -hmm. it's more so for who god is and so i love that that was kind of the through line of the message there and i don't know i just want to ask what sticks out to you when we when we mention worship um i purposely didn't invite on a worship leader here today because (laughs) we talked a lot about how music and worship and phil kind of touched on that in the last little bit of his message but worship often transcends what we think about as worship Mm -hmm. in our context a lot of times worship music praise music all Mm -hmm. of that is yes it is acknowledging god and who he is what he's done um the things that he will he will do in his character, but what are other forms of worship that you might connect with, Keith? I know you kind of mentioned nature, so mm-hmm, what does that mm-hmm, look like for mm-hmm, you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was one of the helpful things for me growing up. I getting out of my tradition, getting out of my norms mm-hmm. of what I thought like worship was supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, and so one way was getting out within nature and just being pulled into like this awe and wondering worship of just seeing these majestic whatever it is, mountains, beaches, trees. Um, and there you really kind of get pulled into like what the psalmist did for worship. I mean, mm-hmm. so many of the psalms are I'm just remarking at the wonders yeah. of creation, yeah. which are just a small reflection to the majesty and wonder of the creator. Yep. Um, and so I know when I kind of get lost in a space and I can kind of be alone, especially within nature, it's just so easy for me to get to that place of, Realizing God's great love uh, that's just poured out through the simplicity of of just dirt in my hand <laughs> and just examining dirt or the complexity of like the tree and the bark and how it's all mm-hmm. shaped and formed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so even just now, I just feel like I just, it just gets me pulled into this um, deep reverence for yeah. the creator who then also turns to me and says, you matter to me so much and God's mm-hmm. love comes pouring down into me. So it's this hold of like uh, seeing God's greatness and majesty, but then also this God's coming down and care for me, even though I am just a small little human being walking around on earth. So, wow. Yeah. That's great. And what I love about that is it is a experience that feels like sometimes you will invite God into, like mm-hmm. knowing you, you probably mm-hmm. go out to, to Yosemite to yeah. experience God. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it also happens too when you're just on a walk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can remember vividly last springtime, I was walking just into work. I live about a mile away, so I was just walking in, mm-hmm. and I just got this strong whiff of jasmine. Mm-hmm. And I was just walking, minding my own business, probably thinking about what I need to do, but this jasmine just hit me in the nose, and it just lit up my brain, and I just stopped. And I just looked at this little plant. I started examining the flowers, just taking in the smell, and I just couldn't get enough of it. And I just realized, like, this was just pulling me in. God just almost like a little initiative to say, hey, here I am. Mm-hmm. Look at this wonder and love that I've just placed at your feet on this mm-hmm. sidewalk while you're walking. And that was just like a beautiful moment. Amazing. Just ordinary, daily worship. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love how you said it, like, pulled you into the present 
moment, right? When we're talking about worry and worship is a weapon against worry. Did I forget W? Um, Probably, but it's okay. <laughs> right. And like worry is looking at the future, yeah. right? And obsessing about that. And I think when we s sit with wonder, we're sitting in a very present mm. moment, right? A really yes. grounded so yep. moment. And like, what do we notice? What do we see? Mm. How are we experiencing this moment in yep. this place? Yep. Uh, and it connects us to the divine. It connects us to God, right? Like we see the magic of the universe where worry often is about the details that we can't control, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's just a reminder, right, of like how big God is, but how intimate mm -hmm. God is with us mm -hmm. at the same time. What does worship and worry and wonder look like for you, Meg? Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in a similar kind of context of like corporate worship, like Sunday morning worship mm -hmm. service. You sing the songs, right. mm -hmm. you get a mm -hmm. word. Yeah. That's worship. And I think I was hitting early college when I discovered this idea that exists in the church for all time yeah. of like all of life is worship. <laughs> and I was like, huh, what does that like look like sure. and mean? And then I think I felt initially kind of a burden of like, okay, so how is doing laundry like worshiping God? What is my posture? <laughs> and it felt a little burdensome initially. Yeah. Um, and so I like how we've connected it to wonder mm -hmm. of worship isn't an obligation, yep. right? But is a response mm -hmm. to our experience with God, yep. right? And so for me, it is a stepping back yeah. and what am I experiencing and how great God is, how great. So when I'm interacting with my friends and I have that moment of, I enjoy this person, right? I find that delight in that person. I'm able to be like, God's really creative and different. Like I wouldn't think of it that way. That's a beautiful compliment. Like I appreciate what yeah. they bring yeah. to the world and seeing the diversity of God's creation and the unity in it as well always reminds me of God and God's love for us, mm -hmm. which draws me into worship, which helps me connect more yeah. with who God is and expands my understanding and appreciation for God and God's work in awesome. the world and in me. Yeah. And I think Phil uh, kind of defined worship as trusting and loving God no matter the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so there isn't definitely an intersection there of just acknowledgement and trust mm -hmm. there that comes along with worshiping God. And so for some of us that might not be as holy and thinking about God as we're doing laundry, yeah. <laughs> how can we invite this perspective into our day to day? What does that mm -hmm. look like for you now? Um, is it just something that over time you've learned to do? Is it a constant mm -hmm. thing that you're thinking about? What does that look like in, in your day to day? Yeah. So it's not a constant thing okay. I'm thinking about. Okay. There definitely are the like stub my toe, get angry, feel frustrated <laughs> moments, right? That sure. like aren't sinful, but like aren't bringing me closer to God, mm -hmm. right? In that moment of worship and wonder. Um, I think I really have to be intentional. Nature is a big thing for me. And it's easy for me to live in a suburb, come and work in Menlo Park, sit in a building mm -hmm. yep. and miss those moments. So scheduling yep. time to be outside and connect and then I also really spending time with people. So like one person I love is my niece. Mm. She's in second grade and she is like a bundle of energy and Aww. joy. And so as I spend time with her, I like marvel at how God has made the world. Right. So being with yeah. people always draws me back to God and being in nature. Mm. It's the way Keith talked about. But I have to be really intentional okay. in those moments because it's easy to get caught up in the to-do list. Mm -hmm. Of course. And the worry of the future of like, I got all these things to do, this mm -hmm. person's standing in front of me, right? Mm -hmm. But when I look at the person, like, they're amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're made in God's image. They're a reflection of who God is, and they're a conduit of God's love to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was convicted of that yesterday. I'm really bad, or I noticed a bad habit that I have of when I say goodbye to people, I mm -hmm. just, my, my mind goes to the next thing and I like, mm -hmm. don't like make eye contact or wave. Mm -hmm. And I felt really yeah. bad about that. So sorry, mm -hmm. Ben. I did that to you yesterday. <laughs> my bad, bro. Um, even though we were in the same office together for like eight hours yesterday, she mm -hmm. still should have looked at you and said, goodbye, Ben. Have a great mm -hmm. night. Um, Jess, I need your awesome worshiping voice. Uh, both. Yes. Yes. Because um, I know we've, we've talked about and we mentioned in the message how worship singing mm -hmm. worship praise that can be one way we've glossed over that but knowing you you are like that is one of the biggest ways you connect with mm -hmm. god so what does that look like yeah. how, how does your wonder intersect with worship yeah usually it's a combination of nature and worship music mm -hmm. i like to go specifically mm -hmm. to the beach and just sit there and listen to worship music and mm -hmm. just bawl my eyes out really <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah 
Yeah, for me, worship music has just always been the way that I, one of the ways that I connect so deeply with God and just music in general moves me. And um, you, Phil was talking about, uh, you know, sitting in first class, which I've never done. So if anybody out there wants to get me first class seats yeah. anywhere, yeah. <laughs> I'll take them. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about that experience and all of that. And that was just like so cool. And I know for me, sometimes it's like that at, when I go to a concert, like someone asked me last year, have you ever had like a spiritual like feeling at a mm. concert? I'm like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like not even like a Christian band, just mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the feeling of the people I was with yeah. were mm. like people that I could just mm -hmm. be my complete self with. Mm -hmm. The music was just so beautiful. God made this person to have the talent, like I'm getting chills talking about it, yeah. of like yeah. singing and writing music and sharing that gift with others. Mm -hmm. And so just music has always just been ingrained in me. And so when I listen to worship music, I think it's just like this whole new experience that I get to feel. And um, for those of you who didn't know, we filmed a worship video last week with our creative team. Yeah. We had a bunch of people show up and come and I didn't cry. It got close to it a couple of times, <laughs> mm -hmm. but just being there with people and worshiping God together, the energy in the room, the excitement. Um, our Two of our worship leaders wrote the song with a couple other people. And so it was just like this full circle moment of like all these, I mean, if we were in nature, then I would have lost my yeah. mind. But like <laughs> just all of the like being together, being with creative people, being with people who love God, being with people who want to be there, being with people who wrote the song, mm -hmm. who have the passion for like all of that coming together. Yeah. It was just like so, such a powerful moment and I'm an emotional person. So I usually get, that's how like I express my worship mm -hmm. is through tears usually mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and singing. So that's what it looks like for me. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, I love, as you talked about concerts, how <clears throat> it sparked life Yeah. in you. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't in like a church worship context, wasn't like praise music. Right. right. But I think that's worship, right. That sparks life yeah. in us yeah. and brings us mm -hmm. more fully alive yeah. in those moments. Right. And it's clear that draws us back to God ultimately. Yeah. But it, yeah. Hearing you talk about it. Right. And it's like this. Yeah. And then in the context of God, right. The words that remind you of God, how much more rich yeah. that experience is. You were at that concert with me, mm -hmm. actually. Oh. She was one of the people that I was with and just, you know, you have those people that you yeah. can just be your full self with and mm -hmm. it just it makes the experience even more mm -hmm. elevated and yeah. impactful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I love about asking and listening to this question is each of you seems so joyful as you were answering. <laughs> like, I actually felt that as yeah, I was talking like, about it. Yeah. And I think that is indicative of just like the wonder that comes with experiences mm -hmm. and if our perspective is like man god made this in a way that which like he knew i was going to connect with yeah and the joy that that would bring mm -hmm. man, what about you really cool. how um, do you feel like you worship god the best way i love worshiping through music and song yeah of mm -hmm. course um i think i one of the biggest ways that i experience um like just joy is through conversations mm -hmm. and so like being able to sit down and chat with people with like, like even like right now, like no mm -hmm. phones, no agenda, yeah, eye contact. Sorry, Ben. Uh, <laughs> it's like, this is like, these moments are like holy moments for mm -hmm. me. And mm -hmm. oftentimes God will um, convict me or speak to me or give me something when I'm talking with people, whether mm -hmm. it's sit down like this or in, you know, a lunch conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I find myself worshiping God a lot through people and through mm -hmm. the interactions I have with them. I love that. Um, as well as in nature, of course, too. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, but I think a through line of it all is like our perspective kind of has to be tuned in those moments to at least mm -hmm. be receptive to that. I mean, yeah. there's definitely times in which I hurry through conversations or mm -hmm. um, maybe you've hurried through your commute to work and mm -hmm your antenna was kind of off to what God had to say. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so that's something that I'm gonna be thinking about this week for sure is what does it look like to be attentive to those moments and be mm -hmm. able to worship in spaces that might not be a, you know, singing or traditional as mm -hmm. we think of worship, right? Mm -hmm. So that has um, 
a little bit of spiritual formation vibes, Keith, and I know that that's kind of your jam, that, <laughs> jam. that jams your toast. <laughs> and jam. So where does worship and wonder intersect with formation? And if you can give us just a brief overview of what we mean when we say formation, what does mm-hmm, that mean, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. How, does, how does this conversation intersect with that? Sure, yeah. So when we talk about spiritual formation, we're talking about how we are... Um, interacting with God in practices often or within our daily routine of life in which we are being formed more deeply into the way of Jesus, into that image of God that we're meant to be. Um, And so uh, with worship, it's actually, you know, we kind of get lost a little bit from it because worship's just something that we think of as like, that's what you do at church, Mm -hmm. but that's, it's actually meant to be a spiritual practice that we are doing communally all the time. And so any list of like classic ways in which you're formed, classic practices, worship is going to be on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Richard Foster defines, author Richard Foster defines uh, uh, worship as uh, our human response mm-hmm. to God's divine initiative, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's anything that we're doing uh, within that that's causing this kind of response back to God's love that's coming to us. And yeah. that could be in a very corporate setting, I think. At times, it really needs to be in a corporate setting, sure. or it could be kind of individual. Um, yeah, so I think a little bit of like our one thing we could think about with our own formation is how is what I'm doing in worship each week actually forming me, or have I become so used to it that I'm just mm-hmm. like Phil talked about, just mm-hmm. kind of coming in and and just kind of going through it. Mm-hmm. And often within formation, we talk about you need to add things into your into your practices that are corrective, uh, so kind okay. of like an orth orthopedic shoe, right? Like I need sometimes a little support, a little bit of something to help me kind of go. And so um, if worship's just kind of become flatline for you, Mm -hmm. like think about what is something I could introduce into a practice of worship that might change that up for me a lot, right? So we are pretty white normative (laughs) in our worship. You know, you Mm kind of know you're going to get some songs. There's Mm -hmm. probably going to be a prayer somewhere and there's going to be a sermon, right? That's that's kind of the, the culture of worship. So Maybe one weekend, still come to Menlo service. Please come to one of our services at 8 30, 10, or 11 30. Uh, but maybe you go to like a, a worship service at a church that is of a whole different culture um, and experience mm-hmm. worship in the way that they kind of have it like set out. Or, yeah. you know, where we have fairly loud worship, maybe you find a space where you worship in silence, mm-hmm. a contemplative style. Um, yeah. That's very meaningful for me to sit in a room with six or seven people in complete silence. Like that's worshipful. But it took me a while to figure <laughs> out work. how to do that. Yeah, like, that <laughs> sounds like that. my worst nightmare, actually. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, it might just kind of that. So just kind of reshaping. You might just be a little bit too used to it, where you don't even see like how is this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you just say, so you go into worship more aware and say, mm-hmm. "Hey God, I realize that this is a formative moment for me and for my week." Like <clears throat> Phil talked about, like we want to live our Monday through Saturday well, we need to show well into our worship on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So just maybe even it's just clicking on our brain a little bit more as we come mm-hmm. into worship and saying, God, you're in this space, you're with these people. How is this forming me today as you walk in? So. That's awesome. And I think a big help with trying to add some variance is uh, we've had some exercises through the Wonder Journal yeah. that we've created. And mm-hmm. I think, may you led some folks through that this past weekend? Yeah, it was really fun. I got to be on the Menlo Park campus with their college young adults group, and we walked through it and kind of talked about how we picked what we picked and why it could be challenging and stretching. Mm, So uh, we can often get really academic with God in the Bible, right? Like, I'm going to read this, I'm going to learn this, and it's going to be a clear lesson of how I apply this. Mm -hmm. And with the Wonder Journal, it was really a how do you experience God in fresh mm-hmm. new ways? And so we talked about praying in color, which is like a book in a way of just experiencing prayer differently. Sure. And we talked about prayer should be a conversation. There should be listening for God's voice. There should be sharing and just grounding yourself and being open to hearing God's spirit. So we talked about writing down whatever comes up and sitting with that and noticing the names that come to mind. Yeah. People were like, Okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's different than like yeah. sitting down to like do your quiet time. And you have your list of people you're interceding for on a regular right. basis. Mm-hmm. Just saying, God, like, what is in me that I need to give to you? Yeah. Or who is coming to mind that I maybe need to have a conversation with and look in the eye? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we talked about getting outside in nature. 
because it's so easy for us to leave our dwelling place, get in our car and get to our job or school. And one of the practices is leave your front door or the front of your building, whatever gets you <laughs> close to outside. And it's like, take 10 to 20 steps. What'd you notice? Was it on grass? How far away is the closest grass? What do you hear of nature? And then inviting people to go on a walk and try to look for like three different leaves, a sign of an animal, a mm. plant growing up in the sidewalk. Because like the Jasmine story, right? Yeah. When we have our antenna up and we're open to receiving and noticing God, we can wonder and worship. We can experience God's presence with us throughout mm -hmm. the day. Um, so just created different ways that are different than our normal rhythms to invite us to go, oh, God's here everywhere. Mm -hmm. God's continually inviting me to respond to him, right? Mm -hmm. God's continually inviting me to wonder and to understand mm -hmm. that I'm loved. Mm -hmm. Right, and who my true identity is because of my relationship with God. And then there's like fun big questions in there. Sure. Like if you could ask God any question, what would you ask? Uh, what makes God laugh? That was really interesting with mm -hmm. that group. It was like, what makes God laugh? It's like, please no one say like when we make plans. Like I don't want that hippie <laughs> idiom. <laughs> it is true though, but yeah. Totally. So it was interesting to kind of see um, Initially, people are like, oh, I feel like God laughs at us when we think we know what's best for us sure. in kind of like a loving but like condescending way. Okay. And then people talked about like, well, I also think it's like when we laugh at little kids like using the wrong words or being really energetic and silly, parents find delight in their mm. kids. And so when mm. God looks at us, God laughs with joy and delight mm. in us, even when it's mm. silly or messy, right? It's like. I love you. I made you. Right. So that was really cool to sit with people and kind of work through it and invite yeah. them to experience relating to God in a different way and just talk about how wonder and worship expands our capacity to be in relationship with God. Mm. Right. Because we limit ourselves <clears throat> to experience God. Yep. God doesn't withhold themselves from us. That's amazing. Yeah. And special note for our listeners, Megan wrote the content Whoa. for that entire <laughs> journal so just big snaps yeah. to megan yeah there was a little back and forth with some other people Correct. but for the most part megan wrote that entire journal so way to go was Thanks. that weird leading people through the book that you wrote it was a little weird <laughs> socially with some of my friends that don't go to menlo and some that do yeah i go have you have you used the journal yet yeah and they're like oh i picked it up i was like you should go through it and then someone like just is like megan did it she wrote it you knew it. so come it. on but awesome. yeah, there's like a playlist too, right? For yeah. people who music is a big connection point with God. So mm -hmm. we tried to hit just a variety of modalities that we don't yeah. normally enter into on an individualistic level because we often think of it as corporate Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah. Well, Keith, Meg, Jess, anything else about Wonder mm -hmm. from this past week? It was a great sermon. I'm just <laughs> wondering... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering a lot at how deeply God loves the 49ers. Let's hey. go Super Bowl. Oh, sorry. I'm not supposed to mention that on air. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was telling me specifically not to do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, I had a serious thing to share. I was like totally there. I was like, yes, Keith, what do you have to say? I'm like, oh, man. Um, yeah, I just really have enjoyed that we're talking about wonder as a okay. church. Because mm -hmm. uh, for me growing up, it, apologetics was a big thing. Have the right answer. Sure. Believe the right mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Um, just because of my age and stage, right? That was like, yeah, yeah. you got to mm -hmm. know what you believe and all of this. And not that that's wrong. But it's okay to have wonder and questions and be in dialogue with God and say, I wonder what your favorite animal is. And not be like, well, God made everything, so he equally loves it. You know, yeah. it's like having that freedom to go, I wonder, I wonder about this. Because yeah. I think that invites us into a new way to experience God and mm -hmm. God's presence. So I've really enjoyed yeah. just the overarch of what we've been doing mm -hmm. and the invitation to think differently, the freedom there is in that. Awesome. Jess, yeah. anything? I, I, yeah, I agree. I think for me, it's <clears throat> kind of stirred up a little bit of when was the last time you went to the beach and listened to worship music that you were just talking about how you really experienced God <laughs> yeah. well? And yeah. yes, obviously, there's those mundane moments that I think I need to be more aware of that God is present in them. I think a little bit about like 
this might sound cheesy, but my dog who has mm -hmm. a lot of energy but is just very sweet, yeah. I like I experienced God through him a little bit, mm -hmm. just like you were talking about with your niece, like yeah. how happy he is, and I'm like God made this beautiful dog mm -hmm. for me, and so, um, but it's just it's been a good reminder to think through like what does that look like to be aware of God's presence and wonder in the day to day type stuff, but also. Are you intentionally getting out and doing the things where you connect with God mm -hmm. even deeper than just the mundane stuff? And so I'm like looking at that. I'm like, should I go to Yosemite this weekend? Absolutely. Yes, yes is yes. the answer. Yes. But, um, you know, I was actually like, I actually don't have any plans on Friday. Maybe I'll take my dog to the beach and just experience God mm -hmm. in that way and kind of like reconnected in that. And um, it's just been a, a really cool service of, or yeah. uh, series. Yeah. I really yeah. liked it. Good. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Uh, I have two more questions. Yeah. First, I'll ask Keith. Sure. Um, we've kind of had a joyous undertone of worship and mm. wonder. So yeah. what can it look like for those of us in our community that maybe aren't in a yeah. very joyous place mm. right now? Yeah. And how does that intersect? And then Meg, um, how can we explain worship and wonder to some of our friends that might not like acknowledge the existence mm. of God? What does it look mm. like for my neighbor that doesn't know God? How can I help explain to them this past weekend's mm -hmm. message, sermon, theme, all of that? So, mm -hmm. Keith? Yeah, I think the element of lament and mm. mourning in worship is really important. Mm. Wow. And it's not, I'd say, normative within our worship culture to do that in a corporate setting very often. Mm -hmm. um, and so that might be what I was talking about earlier, finding a space where it is a little bit more normative and you can mm. go and learn to lament with others in a corporate sure. setting is really important. Um, mm. You know, we see this even through some of our social justice movements when people are out and they are, and they're marching and they're doing rallies. That's yeah. in a way lamenting mm. and this kind of worship to a God and to a beyond and saying, we need change. We, we need this system that is broken to change. And so mm. um, just holding that and that sometimes what we, the, one of the deepest spaces of healing is, you know, a little bit to what Jess said of when we go to a place where we feel safe and we feel seen with others yeah. and we're able to just be there in our brokenness and in our lament, but being held by others mm -hmm. um, and that that can be worship of just even just releasing and saying, you know, God, I can't do this. I, I can't I can't figure all this out. I feel broken in this, but I'm trusting in the mystery of you that you can and that you're beyond and just that even that release um, within difficult circumstances um, can be really impactful and meaningful to you. So. I think part of that you kind of touched on it a little bit of like sometimes we think these wonder questions are, the, you know, have to mm -hmm. be big and um, mm. joyful and like this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But sometimes the, the wonder question is, why is my timeline not matched with yours? Mm -hmm. Or why yeah. is this happening to me? Yeah. Or why is this happening in the other parts of the world? Why is there war? Why is there all this stuff? And bringing those to God, I think, you know, unfortunately we won't really get an answer, but that's taking a step into the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Whatever we're asking him, we're still asking him. You're starting a conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. And so even sometimes just those hard, difficult, negative, for lack of a better word, questions are also inviting you into the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And he wants to hear those and he wants to yeah. be with you in that. Yeah. So I think that was really powerful. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Meg? I think that sets yeah. my thing up too. Oh, you? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and just like protests and lament are innately hopeful. Because mm. there's this grief yeah. of the world is not as it should be. Uh -huh. And how do we make it right? Yeah. I think that is for people who far from God, don't experience God's present, don't identify as religious or don't even believe in God. It's like, okay, how do they worship God? Like, what does that look like? Right. right? And I think their ability to be present in the moment and marvel at nature is worshiping God, mm -hmm. whether they identify it or not. And yep. like, the world is beautiful. Mm. Yeah. And when they're with their families and they feel joy and seen and heard and loved, right. Mm. That is worshiping God. They, they don't know that yet. Yep. Right, like they don't have the vocabulary sure. or the connection to really be able to do that. But when they're like, "Man, the world is great. Mm. I'm happy to be alive." Right, they're taking pleasure in God's creation. They're taking pleasure in how God has made the world and mm. wired humans. Yep. And then also when they're grieving or hurting or protesting, right? It's 
we think people are made in God's image, yeah. right? So when people in systems of oppression, right, or bad things happen, we're like, yeah, that's not what God wants. And having that conversation of what you're feeling, that injustice, that deep mm. grief and mourning yep. is because we're not wired to exist in this sadness and hurt and pain, mm-hmm. right. right? That is not what God wanted for the world, mm-hmm. right? God is a good and loving God. God created a good and loving world and God is grieved by the world as it is and has a hope and a different narrative for the future. Yeah. So there's an ability to have a conversation inviting people into understanding and connecting the dots because mm-hmm. humans are worshiping God and interacting with God whether they're able to articulate it or not, when yeah. they marvel and wonder, find delight, yep. when they grieve, yep. when they're angry about injustice, right? Those are all things that are hardwired into us. Yeah. It's <clears throat> Thank you. It's beautiful. Well, thank you. Yeah. And what I love about what you just said is that if, if we spend time and wonder about some of the things that we would want to see change or hope mm-hmm. to change, that can convict us to actually being the change in the world Mm -hmm. and so uh we're gonna invite on our next guest for the uh, for this episode tim from our central team here who's going to talk us through a service project coming up called rise against hunger so uh thanks so much you two for being on thanks for having us always fun so it's great and now let's welcome on tim woo woo Woo. All right. Yes. Hey, How I'm here. Doing? I'm doing great. Good. Thank can, you. Can you introduce yourself? And it's your first time being with us on the podcast. Yes, so what's your name? What do you do here for Menlo? All that kind of thing. Okay. My name is Tim Wong, and I am here serving as a missional outreach director awesome. from Menlo Church. And that is both local missions and global missions. It's everything. Yes. yes. Woo! Uh, Big job, buddy. Indeed, I do it all. <laughs> do <laughs> no, it. I don't do anything. What brought I just you really... to Menlo? Gosh, uh, it, was, it was quite a journey, mm-hmm. uh, but it was great. Um, I my background is basically in Christian education okay. as an educational leader. So okay. what does that mean is basically I was like principal, I was like a head of school. Mm. Uh, no way. Yeah. I so that. I did mostly Whoa. mostly secondary education, but I've okay. done preschool all the way through high school and it's been right. a lot of fun uh great journey great experience yeah. um and as you know the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and all you educators out there i really pray for you i sympathize with yes. you empathize with you <laughs> it is such a challenging uh work and i would say in the last three years uh what was already challenging became even more so mm. and then you couple that with gosh uh the mental health crisis that we were facing with all the youngsters, the educational gap, and also the educational drain that we are losing a lot of great teachers right now. Mm. So, you know, it's been hard. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Were you born and raised in the area? I was. I was. Uh, Grew up in the mid-peninsula, went to San Mateo High. No way. Yes. We're celebrating, just to give you an idea of how old I am, we are celebrating our 40th uh, reunion this year at San Mateo Mm. High. So actually... Trying to put that together. Crazy. Yeah, I know. And then went to Berkeley. Okay. Yeah. And I got, I found Jesus out of all places at Berkeley. Wow. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. You know, I like to say that, uh, you know how you're, I went to Berkeley because I had a chip on my shoulder. Okay. And Mm -hmm. uh, luckily the Lord gave me a great friend and a roommate and he basically showed me uh, the way to follow Jesus and Um. challenged me with who Jesus is. And then. You know, that's cool. Yeah. No way. yeah. How'd you find the job at Menlo? Uh, I would say, uh, well, I had a number of friends that attended Menlo okay. and I've growing up here. I've known of Menlo for quite a bit. And uh, really, I was taking a break because um, I was just really burned out from my mm. previous employment. Yeah. And uh, as I was praying through different opportunities, uh, this popped up. And, uh, you know, it's like, okay, Lord, I'm open. And mm-hmm. uh, just one step after another. And quite frankly, just the whole idea of being able to be part of a team yeah. and to be able to encourage people to serve um, and uh, follow Jesus more closely. It was just an incredible opportunity. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Missy, my wife, is born and raised in San Mateo as well. And all of her family grew up there, went to Aragon. So okay. a little robbery there, a maybe. Robbery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Dons but and all, Bearcats. Yep. All of them have stayed local as well. So it's cool to see, like, fun. it's fun for me to, as someone that is a transplant to the Bay, to meet and interact with people that are, like, born and raised here. Mm-hmm. 
and how God has orchestrated a lot of people's lives to either stick around or make a difference like right here in the local mm-hmm. community. I think it's awesome. So, man, we're so lucky to have you here. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Great to be here. And uh, first time guest, did mm-hmm. you bring us anything for the show? I did. <gasps> All right. Uh, this is... Uh, back to the mic. This is going to date me a little bit, but... This is a clue okay. of what I've given you. So see if you can figure out what <laughs> this is. Okay. So for those that are listening, I'm holding a what appears to be a, one half of something else. <laughs> yes. That's black and leather, and it has a graffiti alphabet that is on it. And I'm going to say it's some kind of like note-taking key. Like, you know when you're in line at um, – um, at Indiana Jones at Disneyland, mm-hmm. and you get those cards that can depict like oh, the yeah. little codes. It kind of looks like that. Like it's a, a decipher. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay, yeah. Mark, it good kinda, job. Good yeah. detective thinking there. I was say, it does look a little like um, an old case for, well, it uh, says Palm, so like yeah. a Palm Pilot. You got it. There you is go. that what it is? Oh my it gosh! It is a Palm no Pilot. Way. I'm gonna start using this. Right. You're gonna come <laughs> back into style very soon. Who needs an iPad when you can carry that around in so your pocket? So this, it's a Palm Pilot. It's a Palm Pilot that I used back in. Oh my gosh. I think it was probably 19. No, it was probably 2000. So just so before they went out of business. It has your diary in it that I can read. It does. <laughs> you can power it up. You we'll can have a, see you all have to my decipher the code episodes on that yeah. diary coming yes, soon. I know. You got to sync it to uh, <laughs> oh Windows 96 or something like that. But yeah, this is what thing. it looked like when I used to take stylus. notes. That's so funny. You know, and then I used to. Uh, Take stats on my volleyball team as they played. Uh, yeah, look, oh, we haven't come, we haven't come too yeah. far. We've gotten actually just bigger. Yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. Monochrome screen, and it's got the external little chip drive oh right there. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's right. hilarious! I Dude. love it. And it has your <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Right, right. Wow. Yeah, your contact on here in yeah. case it gets lost. This is yeah, amazing, case, yeah. and you so can much. tell you from the barrier because your zip code or your area code from the 2000s is yeah. 650. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah, so there you go. There's. <laughs> well, That's you. so good. You brought us something else. What's I did. This yeah, what's here? Going on here? I thought we could munch on this. Um, no, we actually have to prepare. <laughs> this is actually the Rise Against Hunger Rice Soy Fortified Meal meal kit package okay. that we will be actually putting together this Saturday awesome. at all our various campuses. Yes. We are, and I couldn't believe this number, we are looking at putting together 285,000 meal kits. Amazing. Immediate chills. That's so crazy. In one day. In one day. And I, and I was like going, okay, yeah. how? And then it's like, okay, we need people to volunteer, participate mm-hmm. uh, in this. And we've already hit our numbers, um, awesome. but there's still room yeah. so we can actually do more. Yep. If you're thinking you're sitting on the fence, I mean, this is a great opportunity. Come in two hours, punch it out, be part of a mm-hmm. team, be part of a community. And let's have some fun together and learn a little bit more about you know, food instability yeah. in yes. the world. Yeah. So what is Rise Against Hunger? Or who is Rise Against Hunger? Yeah, no, great Why question. is Rise Against Why? Hunger? Why? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Why is Hunger? <laughs> well, Rise Against Hunger is an organization um, that we partnered with for many years. Long time, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they do a number of work wor- worldwide. Uh, they uh, really handle, um, uh, really bringing food into areas that are really having, struggling with food instability mm-hmm. and the impact of that. And what I love is that they bring education as well as an economic strategy to help resolve mm-hmm. those issues. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so it's really great. I mean, uh, this past weekend we heard a story of just one young child and how, uh, you know, Rise Against Hunger, partnering with a local, uh, you know, nonprofit was able to meet her needs and mm-hmm. really see changes so that she could focus as a child on education, mm-hmm. on development. Yeah. And this all of a sudden be- not became an issue for her, and people could really see the changes around her. So I just love the fact that Rise Against Hunger, their heart is uh, to really empower these communities to have change. That's amazing. And really sustaining change. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I was at San Mateo this past weekend, and one of the services, I was outside of the Rise Against Hunger table that we had for signups. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the day, it looked like there were only a few spots left at San Mateo. And it was like there are a lot of people signing up and it's just an amazing like as we're talking about wonder and worship like this past weekend what a great way for us to carry out like 
acknowledging God, thanking Him for who He is and mm-hmm. what He's done for us um, by being active change in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so thanks for helping out with this opportunity. And what's something that you're looking forward to mm. about this event, aside from the amazing stuff that we're going to do? I heard some stories about um, seeing some kids that were like just so excited about packing rice. And like that was one of the most vivid mm-hmm. memories from last time of yeah. doing this. But is it your first? Wait, is it your first Rise Against Hunger? This is okay. This is. So this what are your what are your hopes? What are your expectations? Yeah, you know I think there's a number of different things. I think uh, I'm looking forward to just seeing people come together mm. yeah. uh, in the thought and the hope of you know really you know praying over these meals, mm-hmm. um, knowing that it's going to really impact lives. Um, I love the picture of how a community comes together. From yep. all different backgrounds, from all different age groups, mm-hmm. yep. serving together, knowing that yep. together we can really make a difference. Yep. And I think especially in today's world, seeing that is just really heartwarming. Mm-hmm. And um, I've heard from Rise Against Hunger, you know, when they deliver these meal packets, they share. Like, this was packed by people. Like individually mm. packed, it wasn't wow. like automated. It wasn't machines. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. was actually done in love Man. and that's in cool. prayer. So yeah. that's what I'm really excited to to see. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I think I shared this a uh, couple weeks ago when we were talking about this, but I did one at Mountain View years ago. One oh. of the food kit builds in. Um, it's just so fun. Like exactly what you're saying, seeing like the kids because you know service projects are usually geared towards you know adults or even teens but this one is something that they can easily come and do mm-hmm. and i remember i think they were like 8th grade boys at the time maybe 7th grade and we're like what are we going to do if you've been around 6th and 7th grade boys you're like what are you going to do with these kids but they got the job <laughs> of like taking the empty boxes and breaking them down and taking them to the trash and it was like you just gave them the most fun you just told them they're going to disneyland it (laughs) was like something that most of us would be like this was my job like this is what i did but they were like let's go we're gonna break down these boxes they make it into competitions Mm -hmm. i think someone i think missy might have said that when uh after menlo 150 yeah at the event there were kids that were like racing putting the packets together that they were doing it would make me not question it at all <laughs> missy was the instigator Probably, behind yeah, these kids yeah. seeing if exactly get done the, yeah. but that's the kind of stuff that yeah. they can yeah. do and it's so fun just to see the joy in people's faces and we talked a little bit earlier on the podcast about serving and um, making a difference in the world and yep. sometimes you're like there's just so much yep. i don't know what to do yeah this here's an great, opportunity yeah. just for you yeah. you know it, it's a great step into this um, area of serving others mm-hmm. and you know there's just something that just wakens up when we talk about wonder yeah you know there's just something that just awakens in us mm-hmm. uh that mm-hmm. kind of says like man it, it feeds my soul yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will share that uh, one of the things i got to do was i got to serve for one year uh, with an inner city school up in san francisco cool. mm-hmm. and actually that came about by actually us taking uh trips up to san francisco for many years and bringing high school students up and we actually invited high school students to spend their very first day of Christmas break. Okay. After you finish your final, who wants to jump on a bus and go up to the Tenderloin <laughs> District with us? Yeah. And at first it was just like 12 students. Mm-hmm. But then it became 25. And then it became 45. And then, awesome. became, and then it became half of our student body because wow. of the students who went up there yep. and said, it was amazing. And, you know, and again, you go through the whole anxiety, natural thing of sure. like, this is not the community I grew up with. I've heard mm-hmm. horror stories of what San Francisco is like. Mm-hmm. Parents are praying yeah. and crying as their kids are taking. <laughs> this is you the know, last time I'm going to see right, my exactly, child. <laughs> you know, and they, text me when you get up there. Yeah. But the reality is when they get up there is there's that moment. But then but then there's that moment when you actually see the eyes of the people that you serve. Mm. And you start hearing the story and you start understanding the context. And we partner with a, you know, a, a Christian organization up there that really knows the Tenderloin can give t- context and start helping people understand how to um, properly view yeah. people that are without homes sure. or people that are struggling wow. and uh, that everyone's really different. And just to be prayerful about it. And it's just really neat to see even young people overcome their, I don't know, insecurities, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, like, uh, compassion mm-hmm. takes over, mm-hmm. um, even a sense of conviction, and, and, then, and then all of a sudden, this, this 
courage comes out mm. uh, and to the point where they're like, they don't want to go back. <laughs> and that's, that's what, and I think that's, again, Rise Against Hunger is a great step into, you know, like, look at people that are different from a different background, diff- people, different parts of the world. It sometimes it just might be your neighbor that you just had a hard time understanding, like, oh, I don't know, understand why he or she's like this. Just be there. Just just mm. talk with, just listen. Yeah. You know, we're all made in God's image. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of um, serving other people and loving other people. That's amazing. Yeah. So what can people expect when they show up on Saturday? How long do they have to be there for? What campus do they go to? Uh, yeah. What are their, yeah. are they going to be told, trained on what to do? Well, what I anticipate. (laughs) (laughs) What we hope for. Yeah, what we're planning on. um, You know, we've got, for many of our campuses, we have three shifts, and they're about two hours each. Uh, We've got a great team that's going to help set up. When you arrive, you're going to check in. You're going to make sure that, hey, we've got you signed in and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Mm -hmm. We've got two people from Rise Against Hunger at every campus. So this is going to be happening at every campus, um, Saratoga, Mountain View, Menlo Park, San Mateo. Uh, we're going to have two people there, and uh, yeah, you, you basically, they're going to give you an introduction, an mm-hmm. orientation as to yeah. what this looks like, yeah. um, how to, you know, kind of make sure that you're, you're, you're sanitized mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, you take a station, and uh, uh, it's either uh, you're, you're, you're weighing, you're, you're making sure the food allocation's right, you're putting it in the package, mm-hmm. there's people that are going to seal, they're going to label yep. it, they're going to, and then it goes on the pallet and it's shipped off. Mm-hmm. And so really, you're there for... Two hours uh, all together. And what's fan- fantastic is there's going to be snacks, there's going to be music, there's going to be, you know, we're going to look at, hit those milestones. It's going to be a team effort. Yeah. And you're going to get to hopefully meet people in a different scenario than, you, than you've really not met before. And from the orientation to the debriefing, you're going to get a chance to kind of step into what it's like to be in a different part of the country and what, what mm-hmm. this meal kit means to a family that has food instability. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I'm super excited. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. If you haven't registered yet, please register. You can head over to menlo.church slash events, and then that will populate the campuses that you can choose, um, whichever one's closest to you or which one has availability left, because I don't know. I haven't spoken to them, but it wouldn't surprise me if a few are like almost all the way filled up. So if you need to be somewhere at a certain time, you can check our campuses, register, sign up. It's super, registration super easy. Mm -hmm. And it's, again, just an amazing way that we can come together as a community to help um, be the hands and feet of God. So, Tim, thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for putting this all together. Hey, thank you. Thank you for That's having great. me here. Yeah. And uh, hope everyone, yeah, whatever you do, wherever you are, just step, take a step outside your comfort zone and serve and love others. That's great. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, have a great week, everybody. If you, te- if you need anything or need help registering, text us, 650-600-0402, and we will see you on Saturday Woo. and then in person on Sunday. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. See ya.